All right. Uh, my name is Dave Morales. And I am John Simval. Hi, John. How are you, bud? Doing good, Dave. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, and uh, I am excited. And let me tell you why. Is because these, this is the, the first, I, I know we had a long discussion in our, in our pre-production meetings about, you know, the whole planning process. And I was ready to have like a parade down Main Street of like, boom, it's celebration. It's our first episode of the backstage experience. And, and you were kind of like, no, Dave, we've been doing this. And so I went back and I listened to some of the older episodes that we did. And those, by the way, those are fun. You should go back and you should listen to some of the earlier versions of the backstage experience because it really does, you know, cover a lot of topics. Well, the excitement that I have right now and, and what I meant a minute ago when I said, I'm excited, I'm excited, is because uh, we're going to be now in a regular rotation with these things. And that's the point. Yeah, and, and that excites me. Um, so I guess we should start with what have we been up to? Because people that may have heard earlier episodes that said, where's the backstage experience been? What have we been up to? We've been up to a lot. And number one and most important, we've been planning this thing, uh, which is going to be released on a regular basis. Have we decided on the date that these are going to come out? Are these going to be like a Friday thing, John? Or So the premiere episode is going to be on Friday the 13th. We're recording this uh, the day before that. So because we have a special guest and it actually all coincides with Friday the 13th. Well, don't, don't, say, don't say who it is yet. I'm just saying like, People should expect these on a regular basis now because, you know, when I wanted to have the, the cotton candy, the clowns, and if you're not afraid of them, and the, the you know, the whole parade down Main Street of like, hey, backstage experience is back. Um, um, that's what I want to do. But this is now a continuation of what we've already been doing with the backstage experience, you know, uh, which is what we're calling these podcasts. Uh, and there's some other plans to do some other type uh, video and broadcast things, but backstage experience is the name. We've uh, done a couple of episodes. Again, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. But now, Friday the 13th is going to be lucky for us and for everybody listening because this is the, you know, you're going to get another one on Friday the 20th uh, is, is my point. I'm excited. All right, you know what? Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and just let you uh, tell everybody uh, who we are featuring in this now. Back to the Backstage Experience podcast because this guy, everybody has heard of this guy. And when I tell you that he's a friend of the show, and I know that's cheese ball, and I know a lot of broadcasters, you know, say that, oh, he's a friend of the show. Uh, that was my radio voice, making fun <laughs> of radio voice. And, um, but he really is a friend of ours. And John, go ahead and tell everybody who it is. Yeah, so when we first started doing junkets, uh, which people, if people don't know what a junket is, it's when you go and you interview the actors for the movies that are coming out. Uh, someone that became a friend of ours kind of right out of the, right off the gate was Vince Vaughn. Yay! Uh, yeah. I mean, Dave, I know you're a big fan of Swingers. Um, I mean, old school for me. Um, plenty of Vince Vaughn movies that we obviously grew up with, but just seeing his career really expand, even from 2013 with everything he's done, you know, um, Hacksaw Ridge, and then coming uh, actually today with this being a Friday the 13th episode is his new movie, Freaky. Well, we were getting ready for this and we were going through Vince Vaughn movies. <laughs> Two things happened this week. One, Freaky is opening today and it's really funny. And we'll get to that review uh, or our thoughts on the film here in just a little bit. But uh, when I, Veterans Day was also this week on the 11th. And I was going through, we did a, a for the local TV station that we're on here in Houston, uh, where we're based, I was, we were doing a segment on the best Veterans Day movies. 
And I was going through the list and I, Hacksaw Ridge popped up. I'm like, we have to include that. So I knew Andrew Garfield, who we also interviewed for that movie. Uh, but I forgot Vince Vaughn is like the sergeant in that movie. And I know we, we, we put Vince in that category of comedy actor and like all his movies are like, he plays that guy's guy character. But I forgot he was in, and he did great. He was like a sergeant. He was, he worked out for that role. I mean, he looked amazing. It was, it was a great dramatic role for him. I mean, it was a cool uh, change of pace. I mean, I know we grew up, like I said before, uh, with swingers, you know, old school uh, dodgeball. I mean, remember when dodgeball came out, how huge that was and all the dodgeball tournaments that it started? I really don't like to talk about dodgeball because that involves uh, memories of my childhood. <laughs> uh, I was never picked or I was picked last. And I'm sure there's people that are listening to us right now that can relate to that. They would just go, okay, I guess we'll just take Dave now. When I look around, I'm like, well, there's nobody left. You have to take me. And, and I would sometimes purposely want to get hit. So I would be out right away. Cause it's just, it's that, that anyway. I so, was second to last. I would be second to last on dodgeball usually. I uh, wasn't a very athletic kid growing up. But uh, I did try. Like, I did enjoy playing the game. I don't believe you. I, th I see you as somebody that would love dodgeball. I've known you for 10 years, John. You, you love dodgeball, I think, is the perfect game for you, actually. Or maybe that's what it's become in adults. Anyway, so but going back to the whole, I, I, want, I want to explain. One of the beauties of, of doing uh, these podcasts and, and sharing our experiences is going to be uh, giving you, you know, since it is backstageol.com, our website, our YouTube channel, that's, that's, that's our parent company, you know, that John and I both co-own. So the, when we came up with the name was to take you behind the scenes. So John, you're right. Well, they're called press junkets and they've changed a lot in this pandemic. They're now all virtual. And I encourage you to go again, to go to our YouTube channel and look at how these interviews are done right now, because it's a completely different environment. But back when we met Vince years ago, and I can't, was it Hacksaw or Delivery Man in 2013. Oh, and that those interviews, please God, don't watch those. <laughs> don't watch those because I, uh, I don't like Vince. Yeah, that was your, we're, you know, was, we were starting off. We we're yeah. starting off. Anyway, yeah, that's another episode. But no, so, uh, um, you know, you go and, and we fly, you know, New York, LA, London, Berlin, all over the world. We're not doing that right now. I can't wait to go back to that. Uh, we, we should dedicate an entire episode, John, to the whole travel experience of these. That would be fun for people to learn. But when you would do these, we would, and I believe like the first time we met him, we were at the Four Seasons in Los Angeles in Beverly Hills. And we, you fly there, you basically, the night before, you, you know, check into the hotel. The night before, you'd load it onto a shuttle, uh, the, the, the Sprinter vans. You're taken to a movie theater. You see the movie. You go back, order room service. <laughs> work on questions and the next morning early like usually around 9 9 30 in the morning you go down you go to a different floor although sometimes we've stayed next door to the interview rooms and that's which been is, which is always interesting when you walk out the room and you just have a bunch of journalists lined up and then you have like Clint Eastwood walking down the hallway and walking into the room across from who was the guy who was the guy that sat that was in the room next to us playing his guitar all night and we didn't complain because it, it, he's a it was Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff Bridges, that's it. And again, that's going to be, and I hope nobody, I hope nobody, as you listen to this, I hope your feet don't get hurt from all the name dropping. Um, because, uh, but these are real stories and that should be another episode too because Jeff Bridges was great. So anyway, then you go into the room. It's like, I, people ask like, what's it like when you go interview these people? And 
you're basically uh, like going to the doctor or the dentist. You wait outside the room, then they call you into the room, you go in, the actor's sitting there, you know, you pleasantries like, hey man, how's it going? And you know, when we started, we didn't know any of these people. And, and, and now we know most of these people. Small talk, small talk, then you, you slit your name and outlet, which is basically setting the stage to get the interview going. But I wanna know, John, your first memory of when we met Vince Vaughn, because I have a memory, but I want to hear yours. Like the first time you went into the room with, with Vince and I, what was it like to look at it? Because I, you know, it's, it's weird. We're not starstruck. I, you know, I did radio for a long time before this. So I interviewed musicians and, and that kind of stuff. So you kind of get over that. Um, but you still also, in some inner part of you, you have that, you know, like, for me, it's the legends. When you sit across from a Clint Eastwood or Rob, Robert Redford, I almost call him Rob Redford like I'm his best friend, but and we're, we are friends, but, uh, but you look at him and you, you, the thing that's going on in the back of your head, if there's an umbrella or a bubble above your head, it's like, dude, that's freaking Clint Eastwood. I mean, it's, it's weird. And so, but you kind of get used to it. It's definitely changed over the years. Uh... I mean, Dave and I's background is both in music. And so when we saw artists, like, I'd get a little excited, but nothing, you know, over the top, unless it was a group that I was really, really interested in. Um, with Vince, it was kind of like, holy crap, it's Vince Vaughn. You know, like, like, you don't geek out by any means, but like, you are, like, I remember being a little nervous, you know, walking up saying hi. Because we had only been doing junkets at the time, maybe it was less than a year. It, it was one of the first ones that we had done, and so and starting it was painfully off, obvious, painfully obvious when you see the video of yeah. our first interview with Vince. How, but how green we really were at this. Absolutely, the yeah, it's fine. The interview's fine, but it's like you could tell we're we're, we're more polished now. For sure, for sure, and so. First time walking in, I just remember being a little bit nervous. I don't even remember what I said because it's usually pretty quick, fast paced too as well. But a lot of that nervousness actually disappeared about an hour later when me and Dave were downstairs uh, grabbing some lunch. I don't know if you want to share that story right now, Dave. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? But, but it, it helps to, to, to what you're saying. It helps when the actor is, you know, they say never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. That's happened a few times, and we have down the road in an episode, I want to share those experiences because uh, I do get asked a lot of times, who is your least favorite person to talk to? I'm not going to answer that question right now because this is going to be one giant tease, so you will come back and listen to the backstage experience because I will answer that question. Ironically, or, or funny to say, the person that is on that list is no longer on that list. Boy, how's that for a tease? Yeah. Like the person that is my least favorite person to interview was number one with a bullet. Another radio reference. Nobody was coming close. And I loved this person in all of their, I'm trying to keep the gender <laughs> clear in my head, but this per per particular person, every movie they were in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, these are huge films. And then I finally interviewed this person and that person was just awful. But and the I cool mean, thing is it does go the other way, too. There are actors that I'm sure we all have actors or actresses that we aren't fans of. Just for, There's really no reason. It's just like, I can't stand that person. And that, that's just, I think, human nature. You know? What do you mean? You, you mean you don't like their movies or what? What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Like some people, like I've had conversations with people like, who are your favorite actors? Who are your least favorite actors? And sometimes like it's just maybe they weigh 
they like rub off on you or something like that. Like for example, I'll give one. Joaquin Phoenix was so good in Gladiator as communist that I cannot stand him for years. For years. Oh, you're saying because he was so good at playing the bad guy. Exactly. That you was like Joaquin Phoenix is freaking awesome, dude. No, but then you meet him, he's like the sweetest, yeah. nicest, one of the kindest people you could that ever guy, meet. I mean, go, I encourage people right now, go to the pause this, go to the backstage Joel YouTube channel, look up the last interview that we did with Joaquin uh, when he played uh, the Joker. Um, and 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 look at in the joke, which actually won awards. He won best actor, didn't he, for that? Yeah, he did. Uh, Look at, watch that interview, and you, that's deep insight to who Joaquin Phoenix is. So I see what you're saying. In other words, he was so, such a villain. No, no, the person I'm talking about was just straight up mean. And that person is no longer on that list because that person has since redeemed themselves. Wow, I'm doing really good with the non uh, identifiers. Anyway, well, we'll get, that's for another episode. So my point of all this is that Vince Vaughn has always been what you expect Vince Vaughn to be. That guy, and we've talked to him several times, including for his new movie, which we're about to break off and talk about. But Vince has consistently been just, he's a guy's guy. He, and I'm, that's you know not putting him down or anything, but he is exactly what you think he is. Um, he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. And John, actually, do you, you should tell the story because yeah. we went downstairs, we were having lunch and at the hotel, we have a lot of, we've been staying at that hotel for so many years that we know a lot of people on that particular day. We were getting ready. We'd wrap the interviews. We were getting ready to go to LAX. So we went downstairs to the bar area at the Four, Se- Four Seasons to have lunch with our friend, shout out to Fabian, who works, and, and we, we, we sit with him. And, and um, you know, before we left, but I mean, the funny thing is we're back like four days later, but we, you know, like, hey, you know, we, you know, and we had our lunch. So we're sitting there. Yeah, so we're sitting there eating lunch, and Dave and I each have a soda. We're not drinking. Uh, it's not a. It's not a mixed drink. But when Vince walks in, he goes, "Now, fellas, that's what I like to see." Because it looked like we were ha- having alcohol drinks like at one o'clock on probably a Thursday or something, which was not the case. But uh, just the way, like, it felt like a total swingers moment because we had just talked to him maybe like forty-five minutes prior. He was breaking for lunch as well. And uh, he came down and talked to us, uh, came out of the bar and talked to us for a little bit. And it just completely felt like a swingers moment. Yeah, and because, you know, they all have their posse, you know, publicists, and they all carry uh, no, those pad clip things, you know, they're there. In fact, it's funny because how many times have we walked up to somebody with a, what are those things called? Not, not no pads, but they're on like. Index cards? No, no. You know, like those clipboards, clipboards. Mm. And it's funny because if you see anybody at these events at a premiere, red carpet, uh, the junket interviews, whatever, anybody with a clipboard, you assume that they work for the studio. And more times than not, I've gone up to them like, hey, can, where, where, like, for example, like, where's Vince Vaughn's room? And they're like, oh, I, I work for the hotel. But I said, but you have a clipboard. <laughs> and you know, I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Anyway, so here comes Vince with his parade of uh, his posse. Just, it, it is a parade of, of publicists and people from the, uh, uh, the movie studio and just, you know, and he stopped and he had a sport coat on. And he stopped, and yeah, he did think we were drinking, and he was like, fellas, that's what I like to see. I mean, and we both just started cracking up because, number one, we weren't drinking, 
although I did, I think I looked at you and I said, we should we start drinking because I don't yeah. want to let Vince down. Anyway, um, so, but yeah, I mean, to me, that's, that's how he is. Yeah, like he said, like, he's one of the actors, when you meet him, he's what you expect when you sit down with him or you just get to have a conversation with him. Chris Hemsworth is also exactly like that. Chris Hemsworth is like Thor. I mean, that's his mannerisms, the way he talks, the way the way he carries conversation is exactly it. He doesn't, I'm not saying he doesn't have to act, but I mean, it's just who he is when he's in the films. Some I people, agree. for example, like Joaquin is, it's completely different. Some people are attracted to these roles that are complete opposite of who they really are. And I think that's maybe one of the things that, uh, what brought Vince, you know, to a movie like Hacksaw Ridge, more of a dramatic role like that, because um, it's definitely not something that he normally had in his wheelhouse at the time. Well, I just didn't expect to see Vince Vaughn in, in a movie like that. But anyway, so let's talk about, now that we've just, you know, talked about how great Vince is. But I mean, look, he, he, he's awesome. He, he just, he's just a wonderful guy. And anytime that we see him uh, on a list of, of, you know, our projects, and he's coming up, I'm not going to lie. When I talked to him last week for Freaky, I was super excited and he turned out to be everything uh, that I expected. So we're going to go into that. Freaky, let's set it up for you. Uh, Jason Blum, who you may or may not know, is a genius in the horror genre. The guy uh, just really knows how to put a good, scary movie out. And the thing about Jason Blum to me is his movies aren't gratuitous. They're not, uh, oh, let's go kill everybody and boo. You know, like the, the, the guy jumping out of the, at the haunted house behind the closet door, boo. You know, it's Jason Blum puts him in your head. And, and you would think like, wait a minute, Vince Vaughn is in a Jason Blum movie? Yes, he is. I mean, are you, you're a Blum fan, aren't you? Blum is the reason I like horror. I didn't grow up liking horror. Like, and that's one of the interesting things about this job is like a lot of times we have to see movies that we either would not, we, we normally wouldn't see, you know, if we were, uh, if it wasn't our job. And there's a lot of horror movies that I wouldn't have seen unless we absolutely had to, because I just wasn't a fan of horror at the time. I mean, Blum's on like Paranormal Activity, which was a huge series. Uh, I like the Insidious, you know, the Annabelle type, Us, the Invisible Man, you know. So, I mean, he's kind of been, he's, I think, really invigorated horror, you know, in the 21st century. I mean, he, he's kind of like the, people want to say like Jordan Peele's like the Alfred Hitchcock of today. I don't really know what the analogy would be for Blum, but I mean, I would put it up there. I mean, he's not a type of guy that's in front of the camera as much, but I mean, what he's done for the horror genre, I mean, pretty much if you go back and look at his canon of films, it's almost like every horror film that's come out, every decent horror film at least, you know? I'm not a horror fan. I'll admit that right now. That's my least favorite genre. I am terrified of scary movies. My mom, on the other hand, loves scary movies. Uh, when we have a scary movie on our project list, I am terrified. Uh, we got to meet Jason uh, at, when, during the last Halloween movie. Yeah. And he was really cool. And that was a fun conversation. Actually, it was Jason and John Carpenter. We have got to do an episode about that uh, oh. because that was a crazy interview scenario. Anyway, so go back to Freaky. Freaky, uh, Jason Blum uh, production. Um, it's basically about uh, a guy who is a serial killer played by Vince Vaughn, who mysteriously switches bodies and becomes a teenage girl. And there is nobody that I feel that could play the teenage girl like Vince Vaughn. And I asked him in the interview, and we'll get to a clip here in a second, 
but uh, I, um, I asked him, you know, about the running and I'm not making fun of girls when I say this, but you've all, when we were kids and people still like, you know, they say, uh, quit running like a girl. <laughs> people say that, you know, you. Yeah. and you know what they're saying? Uh, they're basically describing how I run. And um, so, but no, but it's, it's, it's just that uh, Vince, you know, wailed his arms in the scenes and it just was, was super funny. So I asked him, do you want to roll a clip about uh, uh, what, when I asked him what it was like to, to you know, Absolutely. What he, yeah, let's do it. We're going to roll a clip. This is, uh, I'm asking Vince Vaughn in the movie Freaky, uh, what it was like for him to, or what did he channel to become a teenage girl? Vince, what's up, my man? Great to see you again. Great to see you, brother. Um, how do you channel a teenage girl? Yeah, you know, you kind of approach it like all characters. You, you, you try to come up with a backstory and so much good writing in the first part of the, the movie. You get a great feeling for her and her, her um, home life, if you will. And then what was unique about this is you're doing it for two characters. But then I had someone great like Catherine to, to do it with. So that was what was fun, was having another actor and hearing, getting the benefit of their, their thoughts and the way that they were approaching it. And we sort of built both the characters together, um, ultimately. You know, I was talking about how I was laughing and, and emotional. You know, there's a lot of, you know, things aside from it being a horror movie. But uh, my question to you was like, it is more than a horror movie. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. And Chris Landon is just a terrific director. I think it's challenging to do a genre movie, whether it's horror or comedy, but to marry these two together. And I think what really holds the movies, there's a lot of emotional depth to it, which doesn't really get in the way of the fun of it, but I think it helps you buy the world. There's a emotional connection and believability to these characters that really help you buy the, the circumstance of the body swap. And Chris just did a terrific job with, with all aspects of the film. So there was another part of the interview that really, really was interesting. And I'm telling you right now, I want to get into the review of Freaky. Freaky uh, is, is a, it's described by the studio as a comedy thriller drama. And it really does, all those elements are in there. I mean, uh, it's got the horror, it's rated R for violence. You know, Vince is a serial killer and he's, he plays one great. He, psychotic he's got these looks are just of craziness Catherine newton is the body uh that he becomes Catherine newton the actress and she's so amazing but as i'm prepping for this i um noticed that stephen king and we all know who that is stephen king actually had seen the movie and he loves it and so he sent a tweet out talking about uh how great this movie is Dude, when you get an endorsement from a guy like Stephen King, I mean, how awesome is that? That isn't, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, he's the godfather of horror. I mean, he's the king of horror. I mean, the king of suspense. I mean, I can't wait to do an episode where I get to talk about the fact that I stayed on the very floor that uh, influenced Stephen King to write The Shining. I was at the hotel in Estes Park, Colorado for Dr. Sleep. And I was on the opposite side of the hallway, same room that Stephen King had, but on the other side. So the same layout, mm -hmm. second floor of the, uh, the hotel in Estes Park. Anyway, going back to Freaky. So I, I mentioned that to, uh, to Vince Vaughn. I said, dude, how do you feel about the fact that Stephen King loves your movie and Vince 
had an interesting story to share about a book that I didn't even know about that Vince was aware about. And it really kind of talks about his love uh, for Stephen King and how much he really appreciates the fact that Stephen is into this film Freaky. So, but you want to, let's roll that clip. I got to tell you right now, uh, when Stephen King gives you the review, and I know you've already heard this, that, that he gave, man, that's pretty cool. And I will tell you right now, I am in complete agreement with Stephen King. I remember as a kid, one of my favorite books uh, is one that he wrote under the name Richard Bachman when he was trying to see if his books would sell under a different name and it's called Rage. It's a really great high school, uh, high school book. I did not know that, I had no idea. So just to wrap on Freaky, um, it's playing in theaters and as I've said on the air, on TV and, and online, look, if you're comfortable going to a theater right now, um, by all means, check this out. Uh, I know people, you know, I've had people tweet at me the same day, how do you send people to the theater? Um, I, I, but I always have that disclaimer, you know, I, I encourage people to call theaters ahead of time when they're thinking about going. I'm talking about during this pandemic because we will get past this, but call in and talking to the manager and asking what their protocols are. Are they cleaning after every screening? Maybe go, you can stand in the lobby and see if you're comfortable. I, you know, it's just, there's masks and things like that. But if you are okay with it, then this is, you know, something, you know, to see in a safe environment. And even if you're not, um, it's like so go anyway. No, no, no. What I'm going to say is <laughs> it's dropping on video, video on demand on December 4th. So you only got to wait another oh. few weeks and then it'll be on video on demand. So if you're not comfortable going to theaters and seeing it there, just wait till December 4th. December 4th when it comes out. It's cool that it's coming yeah. out on Friday the 13th. Um, and I want to ask you about that as we wrap up this return to backstage experience uh, about uh, superstitions and Friday the 13th. Um, I'm just going to ask you, John, because this is something that, you know, we talk all the time. We've been good friends for a long time. But I don't, I don't know the answer to this question. So I'm going to ask you, are you a superstitious person? I used to be. Uh, maybe things at times. Like when I played football, for example, always had to have uh, not the same pair of socks, but it was like from a pack of socks. So it had to be the same type of socks. And then I always had to have a donut from this uh, restaurant here in Paraline called Pena's Donut Heaven and Grill. And I would bring uh, donuts for the team in the morning. And we went undefeated every single time that I did that. And th But there was one time, I think it was in eighth grade, that I forgot to get donuts in the morning and I thought we we're going to lose the game and we were down what was it 7 to 13 but then we ended up winning 14 13 so I never knew about the socks and the donuts yeah all right so before I answer the question I'm going to have you answer the question what you think do you think that I am a superstitious person absolutely <laughs> without hesitation um and 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 do you know have have you experienced evidence of me acting superstitious because you have. And I'll give you a clue. It always happens in New York City. What do I not do? Is it step on the sidewalk, the garter? No, 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 I'm okay with that. It's, I will never walk under like a ladder. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with that. But you've seen me, I'll, I will, even if it's on like 42nd Street in Times Square, you know, like 42nd and 7th, I will go outside um, the, the ladder, walking under a ladder is probably my biggest superstition. But yeah, I mean, I, but see, I'm also a, a person of, uh, uh, 
you know, we've made the joke, John, if people were going after us, it'd be easier to find us because we're, we're, no, we, we do go to the same places yeah. a lot. And we, you know, we, we do. If things. somebody wants to whack us, they only go, got to go to about four different restaurants. So just wait, <laughs> but, just wait 48 hours. Well, yeah. Uh, we have certain patterns that we do, but I don't, I don't try to stray away from those, but I don't think, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I would be considered superstitious, but you know what? I also believe in, in good things happen with good karma. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Well, you know what? I, I'm just excited, John, um, that we're back to do the regular backstage experiences. Um, if you've got any ideas or suggestions on shows, uh, maybe if you heard something here that you'd like for us to expand besides the fact that everybody probably wants to know who the actor or actress is that's, was, that was on my list of least favorite. <laughs> That'll interview be that is no longer what'd you say that'll be coming up but yeah but no if you have any suggestions for episodes then you know let us know but we love this is fun to do and, and i uh, think this is really cool to like just kind of expand on what like what we do already because a lot of our tv stuff i mean we're under a time constraint of like three to four minutes and our interviews you know kind of same thing depending on depending on the style and flow but I think it's really cool to be able to share like the behind the scenes of like what's going on, the traveling, you know, the, the stories that happen outside of the interviews uh, while the cameras aren't rolling. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited about this. I am super excited. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening, especially uh, our crew, David Johnson, James House, um, Shanique Brown, you know, our team at BackstageUL.com that has been working on this with us for quite some time as we've been planning, preparing for that, for this. And uh, yeah, and I encourage you to go to the YouTube channel, Backstage Your Well, find us, subscribe on in YouTube because there's some fun videos. Um, every now and then John and I will go down memory lane and look at some of the early ones. I'm like, oh geez. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, so that's all I got to say. You can wrap us up, John. If you like the podcast, keep listening. Uh, we're going to have new episodes out every Friday. So we're really excited about that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. It's Backstage OL. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate us. Give us a five-star rating. We would very much appreciate it. So stay tuned for the next, next week's episode of the Backstage Experience.